thank you for downloading the Golf Lot Tour Truck podcast, whether you're listening online or you've downloaded it as a podcast from iTunes or from SoundCloud. My name is Martin Hopley. I'm the founder of equipment review website, golfalot.com, and I'm joined live from Dublin, as I am always, by my good pal and one of the leading club fitters in the industry, Derek Murray. How are you, Derek? Hello, Hubbers. Hello from across the pond. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Well, we're coming to the end of the year. We're almost looking forward now to the 2018 equipment releases, so waiting for that sort of avalanche of stuff to come through the door. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, first out of the blocks this year, as they usually are, I have to say, is a Cobra Golf uh, with the King F8 range of driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons. And there was a few ones I just wanted to pick out there and have a chat with you about. And I'm going to start with the driver, which they've say has got a CNC milled face. So just for the listeners, normally when you create a face for a driver, you weld it onto the, the club and then someone hand finishes it with a grinding machine to make it flat. Well, now, rather than the guy finishing it by hand, they've got a machine to mill it uh, flat, which is, I think, the first time one of the major guys have done that. Um, so what do you think of that, Derek? Do you think it's a step forward? Well, I do, because what milling does, theoretically, it allows you to be very consistent about how you're going to conform to the, the face design. So you don't have to worry about a hand-finished product, which is, that allows for interpretation of the spec, as opposed to when it's milled, it's an exact spec. And something that they've done, which is really cool, is they've changed the face entirely of that driver, especially where it's got like a circular piece into the middle, which I have to say, visually, is proper cool. And, you know, Cobra been sitting on this will I won't I fence for a long time and I really 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 hope that this is the start of something great when Nike left the club manufacturing market we I thought you know what this is a perfect opportunity for these guys to step in and they've been designing some fantastic product for the last five or six seasons with F6 F7 and now F8 and you know what I really 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 hope the public see right into well, how good this stuff is and that milled face I have to say I hit it I've tested it it's phenomenally good and I really really like it yeah I think it looks really cool with that circular thing as well and the other thing is they've still got that what they call the E9 face that's really their variable face thickness which is now rather than being straight across is actually at a, an angle so it goes more from the heel to the toe I mean I'm always told by people who are, who are fitting that this is one of the most forgiving faces around is that how you look at it? Yeah we, we would call it the friendliest face in golf and we use it a lot when we're trying to develop a little bit more spin on the ball because you can obviously adjust the hosel is very self-intuitive you can adjust hosel and get the ball riding up the face quite a bit so you get a bit more spin on the ball it's great for guys or girls that don't have a lot of speed and you're trying to get a bit more speed off it because even on off-center strikes it still holds itself together from a speed perspective very well that's very smart technology or smart application of technology and certainly another benefit to that build face is that they've you're right they've moved the, the sweet spot if you want to call it I hate that word because sweet spot is actually the middle of the middle of the middle which means it's the size of a pinhead so the sweet spot doesn't get bigger it depends on the face size it just gets friendlier or softer across the face but by moving in a more of an elip shape elliptical shape which is sort of more as you say more left to right it means that it suits the broader range of player that hits across the ball so from a heel strike to a toe strike and that smart application of something that they've already known where now the club then is starting to hold itself together better on that specific type of strike pattern so uh, that's smart that's very smart uh, use of something that you already know and they put a lot of things in here which 
which we see elsewhere. So you've got a you've got a carbon crown, you've got a little bit of an aerodynamic trip device over the top of the head as well, which we've seen elsewhere, been reducing weight to move it low and back. So it's almost like lots of little bits all sort of coming together. And they say they spent two and a half years on this particular model, which sounds quite a long time. But do you think it's going to really have a more of an impact in the market than maybe the F seven or the F six? You're right. They've had a look around and seen what's working, and they've also got that chip in the in the in the button in the grip on the driver, which means you can link it to your phone and get your stats. So, and the shaft in the driver that's coming out is 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 really nice as well. So it's like they've kind of ticked a lot of boxes there. I do actually think that it's better than in previous. I didn't. I wasn't mad about last year's model. I thought it was good in certain applications, but it certainly wasn't as broad a use as we would have liked. And their top performing, their top end driver, that King driver, just didn't fly for me. It just wasn't right. It didn't tick in many boxes for me. So I actually think that this driver could be. And I know that the public are tired of hearing this. Oh, the best driver we've ever produced. And certainly you're tired from us saying it. Oh, it's a much better product. I have to actually say over the over the last two models, this is definitely, definitely better than we've seen before, for sure. One other thing that's quite different is the colour of it as well. I mean, they're renowned for having, you know, bright colours, red, blue, all that sort of stuff. And now you've got a choice in this country of Nardo or Nardo, <laughs> which, which uh, for those listening is kind of like a, a steely grey colour, uh, which apparently is on all the luxury cars in the world and we're all going to be Nardo converts. So do you like it? Well, I do actually because I wasn't a big fan of the colour range. In fact, what we did here actually in our place was we actually limited the colour range and we stripped out half and we just had one colour for girls and one colour for boys. And the reason we did that is because the last thing you want to do is have a golfer in here that's hitting the ball great who's come here for an agnostic look as to what he wants to do or she wants to do. You've provided them with all the information that they need relating to the way the club is going to be set up and built. And then you say, and actually, what colour would you like? And that can literally be the deal breaker for other people. It's almost like a step too far. Oh, Jesus Christ, do I go for orange? Do I go for blue? Do I go for for red what, what are my friends going to think if I get red oh geez, then I can't wear those shoes because they're red and I look like I'm matching my driver with my shoes it's just too complicated that's a step too far for me a lot of colour change and so for me pick a colour that's current pick a colour that's topical in all the right ways in certain terms of yes it is it's a, a colour in the in the car space that's a lot of the high end luxury boys are moving towards I mean to be fair in golf it's either going to be a nice grey or a matte black for you and me I mean, really is there any other colour than that I mean TaylorMade will argue that the needs to be white and black but I mean when that came out first we all went I oh, would you stop please you're annoying me now putting that up there you're only trying to make yourself different to be better that's not how it works it has to perform you know what we're like hoppers we only like performance we don't we buy into like that performance. we do like performance and that's kind of we what like they said actually they said they well, it was, the was was need, yeah there's no need to trick it up there's no need to trick it up and to make it even better these guys are cool they're already cool I mean the Puma's a cute, cool brand you know the guys that own them so they don't need to trick it up and try to make more colours in my estimation just deliver on what it's supposed to do and it does in spades I have to say I'm quite impressed well I agree with you I think it's interesting it's probably not my favourite shade but I actually the fact that they've surprised us with it is kind of what Cobra are about really they're actually doing things you don't expect them to do which is yeah I like that. Hopefully, they'll do quite well with it. So, good luck to them with that one. Um, sure, let's sure. uh, keep going down the bag. Um, the fairways and the hybrids, we're going to take them the same because they've, they've still got the rails on the sole, which I do like, actually. And they made them a little bit bigger, a little bit closer together. And I think it'll, it'll do the shapes a little bit better as well. They've probably reduced the adjustability because the, the fairways lost one of its two weights in the sole. It's only got one weight. And the, the hybrid has no adjustability at all. It's just a fixed hole. So, it's quite interesting they've gone away from that with these clubs. Yeah, I think they might have made a mistake there, 
be honest. We love the ability to be able to kind of tweak it. And that's a very important thing because a lot of people out there are concerned when they come for a fitting that they say, well, what happens if I change my swing? And what happens if I go for lessons? And what if my pro wants to do this? And the, the ability to be able to adjust the, the little bit of loft here and there meant that you could dial it in. And also, you know, we're no messiahs here. We're not the second coming guys in the technical wizardry end. You know, we make calls on stuff, but sometimes we like to actually tweak, tweak it a little and twiddle it a little. And certainly on tour, one of the things we used to do all the time was we just used to build it and then we dial it based on what the player wanted. So having the adjustability allows you just to be able to tweak the loft a little bit or the way that the, the, the ball comes off, just if you have to cover yardage a bit, if you're trying to get to a fairy wood or you're trying to space it from an iron. So I actually think they should have left it in there, to be honest. And I think that I don't, I don't even see why that's why they, why they did that because it, was, it doesn't seem there's any point to it. On the flip side of that, I'm not mad about the rails. And the reason for that is because I don't think they do enough. And all they do is they lift the CG a little for me, which I'm trying to keep that club head flat. I'm trying to keep it down on the ground. I'm trying to keep the middle of the club lower than the middle of the ball where possible for this type of product line because most of the people that like this product or that I'm going to put this product into are people that will struggle to fly the ball. So I don't want the rail lifting the club head, even if it is only a little bit up off the ground because it'll just move the center point of the fairy wood up a little up to the ball. So I actually prefer it lower and I don't believe they, they, they train the club or keep it on track and all that. I don't, I can't see that uh, personally, but I mean, you like it probably for a whole other different plethora of reasons, which I'm not really sure about. So you might expand on that for the listeners. Yeah, well, I'm not sure myself sometimes. It's uh, certainly the, uh, the highway. I, I do like it because the idea is that it's supposed to help you go through the grass, particularly for longer grass. And I think I think they're more of a benefit on the hybrid, actually, which is where I was pleased that they brought it in last time. I really like the last one. That was one of my favorite clubs of the year. But, and But now they've, and having the adjustable hosel was a good thing. Uh, now the head's just slightly longer. It's Nardo, which we've already talked about. And um, it's good. And certainly when I was doing some testing with the numbers, the numbers are exactly the same. So I think it's going to come down to a sort of look and feely type thing if you're thinking about upgrading. If you've never used it, then I think you should still go for it because I still think it's one of the best hybrids either. Yeah, you're that guy we put in the round room in time to find the corner. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, you're, I, I you're, 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 that but you're right, you're right. There hasn't been this dramatic leap forward in terms of the Fairwood and, and hybrid. And as I said, they were pretty good. When I said that, that this range, I think, is better than the last, I was referring mainly to the driver. I think the Fairwood itself was always very good. I love the self-intuitiveness of the hosel. It's very easy to follow, slightly lower, slightly shallower. And then there was a draw around the back. Really simple, none of this higher, lower, open, closed, up, down, in, out, like the hokey-cokey of, of, of uh, hustles. If you open it up, you look in the window, you see what it says, it does it. It's, I just loved it. Why they took it out of the hybrid is beyond me, but you know what? Sometimes people on the outside make all the decisions for the people on the inside, and I don't know. I would have probably kept the hustle adjustability there, to be honest, which I think was a, a great, great sales tool for technicians like me to be able to make a little adjustments. Well, I think there's one thing that might help sell this, and that is the one leg version of the hybrid which is the one that fits into the one leg set of irons so they've got you know the one leg set of irons where everything is the same length as a seven iron there is I sure do Bryson I sure do Bryson yeah there you go there's now a one leg hybrid as well so this thing uh, I think there's a three or four and a five hybrid so 22 25 degrees uh, there's a 19 degree as well and it's just the same length as a seven iron now so you can hit it like a regular hybrid but the benefit of this thing is that it's brilliant around the green if you having trouble chipping you sort of nice little bump and run club where you're knocking it from 40 yards in it is fantastic and I think you're almost getting two clubs in one here <laughs> a wee bump and run a wee bump and run 
right? Can you understand that, Paul? <laughs> I love the fact that you're you're using the club for all the reasons that it wasn't designed for. Brilliant. You're, you're, and the only part, anything that you have in common is you have probably the same IQ as Bryson DeChambeau. You two boys are extraordinarily talented and very gifted in the brain department, whereas people like me in Ireland, unfortunately, don't have quite that sort of dexterity. But you're right. One of the things is we try to show to people is that there's multi-use from product. So, for instance, a little hybrid that you're able to bump and run close to the green is a very important shot to be able to play. A lot of people can't play it, you see, with a 7-iron or a 6-iron, it's too hard to play. Whereas with a with a, with a a hybrid, and, and not just a one-length one, but in fairness, a lot of the, uh, the the hybrids with a slightly more loft is to use it like a putter, and we try to show people how to play that shot and bump it along and get it up out of the rough and run on quite quickly. So you're right. In terms of one-length, I'm, I'm still fence-sitting on that whole one-length thing, and I'll tell you why. I've tested it quite a bit. It's not something new. It's been used and tried and tested out on tour for a number of years, and we just couldn't find enough of a difference at the high level where players would actually make, say to them, actually that might work. Now, that said, it may be different in terms of the, the more club golfer end of the business where it's one single plane, one takeaway, one position, one ball position, so forth. It makes it easier to understand. I think really it comes down to the, the person. I don't think it comes down to the handicap. I think if it makes sense to you as a player, I think if it, if it clicks with your brain, it's a bit like, you know, if you're trying to work out trigonometry and you spend hours and hours and hours and all of a sudden in your head or chromosomes when you're doing your biology suddenly it just clicks and you go oh Jesus is that all it was? I think it's a bit like that there'll be a mad moment in your skull when suddenly the whole thing will align like a big game of downfall and all the little thumbs will fall out at the end and you'll say Jesus this is what I've been looking for this thing is brilliant it makes such sense it's not for everybody but I do respect a company that's willing to produce heads this is the difference is you can't do this with normal golf clubs because the heads have to be weighted specifically to do this and they also have to use a specific type of uh, design in terms of the CG so that everything sort of lines up if that's the right word. So I respect the company that's willing to change its whole manufacturing process in order to produce something that's for a very niche market. Kudos, hats off to you my friends at Cobra because that takes large cojones to go out and change the whole process in order to bring something in that one guy on tour is using and that yes, the rest of the industry might be able to find a place for that takes extraordinarily good insight and vision and I respect you for that sir yeah no I think it's I think it's a good approach I think particularly for people new to the game I think you know if you've got one ball position to learn rather than like five or six or seven or eight then I think that's great when it comes into your arms particularly from like the five iron downwards it's, it's easy I think even that so I, I interviewed the VP of marketing uh, Jose Mirafor uh, and it's one of the other podcasts you can download uh, from uh, iTunes and, and SoundCloud and he was saying that he had been using the original one like, but he came out of it because he was not getting the height with these longer clubs so what they've done is actually made the soles of the longer irons a bit wider uh, yeah. they've actually changed the lie a little as well they made it a wee bit more upright so yeah well you have to you see to allow for the deflection uh, and you also have to allow for it because obviously it, it's not it's not the same as saying oh it's one one measurement for all the clubs because there is slight deflection issues with the club as it gets longer where the toe wants to toe out a little bit more so yeah so they, they've done a, f- a few tweaks to this range I think they've learned quite a lot over the last year I, I hope it succeeds actually I'm with you I think 
this is a, a good approach. I think it will work for some people. It might be a bit of a slow burn because you, you might see it like it could be a five or a ten year. But Hoppers, but, but Hoppers, why haven't they cracked it? Like it's driving me insane. I mean, these are the guys that should have taken that percentage share that, that Nike had. These are the guys that it was. This, it's so simple for them to step into that into that pocket. These are a cool brand. They have really, really smart people developing their product. The product is great. It certainly doesn't disappoint. They're cool. They're innovative. They've got, you know, offshoots into the one length stuff. And yet they, it's like they just, you know, it's almost like they... <laughs> Like they're they're missing just that little link because I, I can't figure out why they aren't like really contesting uh, and making massive noises in the industry because they they only do okay uh, as we know from the from the whole retail side of things they just do okay uh, and yet we love them uh, as a brand um, and uh, certainly from a fitting perspective we love them because they have a they have a phenomenal fitting kit that we have called the Big Gig which is a, a huge array of all the different heads and shafts and I mean it's, it's phenomenal they do they do better a job than anyone else does from a fitting perspective in terms of uh, for the clubs and yet they just haven't it's almost like the, the the consumer doesn't really rate them I guess I don't know well there's an interesting point I was going to assume you brought it up I mean you mentioned Nike a couple of times I mean there were three companies which were essentially footwear clothing companies which had a hardware golf division which was Adidas TaylorMade <coughs> Nike yeah. and Puma with Cobra well the only ones left now are Puma with Cobra so is this are they going to make it work in this respect or um, are they slightly different just because of all about there's a lot of image and marketing going on around this as well or as you say they've got the product so can, how do they go out there and make this work I I really, I actually think that if they went on a savage marketing spree and, and, and really got the word about it out there I think they could really do some serious serious numbers I just don't think that they, they spend enough in terms of the whole marketing place and it might be the time for them to shine and certainly I'd put them on that kind of one to watch for a lot of people out there that are listening you know if because with, obviously with TaylorMade stepping or Adidas stepping away from TaylorMade and then TaylorMade have the flight around kite now and certainly with Nike gone from the marketplace I mean they are one of the only companies left that are from a sports perspective that are kind of I mean you could argue maybe a bit that you know some of the other brands have got sports divisions that they're involved with and other bits and pieces but I mean this is really the only one that's out there and certainly they have the cool factor so I'd put them on your keep an eye on uh, one to watch radar for a lot of people out there because as I said the product stacks up man the driver's good dude that face works and it flies great feels fantastic off the face we did a review one of the magazines and we did some testimony because I was thinking oh here we go again and it wasn't it was oh here we go like, Ooh, here we go um, so yeah and just finally I mean on the, the irons they've actually uh, the F8 irons have actually gone from four different styles of head down just to three now uh, which is good because we've talked about this before having the consistency yeah. the set. but this the thing was it actually it's the first set I've seen in a very long time which not only goes down to gat wedge but they'll give you a sand wedge and a log wedge to go with it as well so it's back to old school where you're having the whole thing together so, do you like the new SA heads? Yeah, I do. I mean, the iron, in fairness, this is one of the problems nowadays. It's very hard to come up with an iron design that's kind of blow away stuff. You know, I mean, at the moment, it's all about material. So, it's material, material, material. It's, 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 it's blending materials. It's fusing products together to try and get them to do strange stuff. You'll see lots of fusion of metals next year in terms of ranges coming out in February and, and March from all the brands. You'll see a lot of these mixing of metals. We've seen it with Mizuno. We were one of the first two people. To, to sort of 
see that coming down the tracks and way in behind it and say, yes, this is the way that it needs to go. And sure enough, Hoppers, we were right again. If always, only people had a, if only people had to listen to us in the early in the early days, they would have they would have they would have made money on us. Um, but but I think this FA Iron, it's hard to make it better. It's certainly it's a pleasing. I like the fact that it flows through for wedges because, in fairness, a lot of golfers get confused about the whole wedge thing when you suddenly stop a pitch and say, okay, now we're going to do your wedge system for you, and they go, huh? Uh, what lofts do you like? Uh, pitch and sand. No, no, what lofts do you like? Oh, well, what lofts a pitch and wedge? They don't even know. So you try to introduce 52, 54, 56, 58, and then you go, and there's some bounce options. Oh, Jesus. And then you go, and if you want a few different grinds, uh, then they're glazing over, banging heads against walls, all these kind of uh, attributes. So to be fair, when you keep it simple and you run the wedges through, for a lot of clients, they're saying, do you know what? That's fine. Perfect. I'm having enough trouble getting my head around the whole difference in shaft. The last thing I want to understand is what the bounce is doing but that said they need to make sure that they do allow for the people that do need to have a certain type of wedge or a performance wedge brought in there so there'll be an expansion I would imagine or I hope on the trusty rusties or on the wedge side which I think there is so but I do like the fact that it keeps it simple because a lot of people you know it, it's almost enough that we're changing the shaft and the lie angle they don't want to get into what loss do I need or what do I think I need well it's just as well they, uh, they aren't doing colours and wedges as well I would be really confused <laughs> that's it that'd be the ultimate the of a takedown. Okay, well, we hope we've simplified uh, the whole uh, Cobra King F8 range here. If you want to go buy it and try it, then you go to Derek. If you want to read reviews on the product and, and see what we thought about inclusive numbers, then check out the golflaw.com website. That's all for us uh, this month. We'll be back with more equipment news in the coming months. Uh, thank you to Derek uh, for his time today. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Great. Well, uh, thank you. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again soon.